You're listening to episode 40 of High School Counseling Conversations, and we're talking post-secondary plans for your students this week. Every student is going to have a different and unique pathway after high school. You know this, I know this, parents know this, though they don't always want to admit this, and we all intuitively know this. Let's, let's just say that. The four big categories that we see for post-secondary plans after high school usually include straight to work, military, two-year college, or four-year college. Our goal as high school counselors is to prepare students for whichever path they see themselves heading down after they graduate. I always tell them that I want to provide the resources that I can and answer the questions that I can for them right now while I have them in front of me, you know, in the same building, before we're not seeing each other potentially every day. I will add, though, I have thought it is very cute when students come back, like from our local tech school, to ask me questions or call me in my office to ask questions that have to do with college. Like, they've already graduated, and they're coming back to ask questions. Honestly, it didn't annoy me at all. I felt really special. Like, wow, they really trust me enough to do that, to come back and ask me those questions as if I know all the answers to their life after high school. Usually, we'd sit down and troubleshoot together or find the right person to call together. Elementary and middle school counselors are laying the foundation for this college and career-ready stuff. But as high school counselors, we're meeting students where they are as things are really getting real. Am I right? Now, there are still a lot of things happening. We're transitioning. We're maturing. Overall brain growth just happening from ninth to 12th grade. So we see a lot of transformation in students during this time in high school. This is a good thing. If we're providing lots of post-secondary planning opportunities and teaching students about what might be coming next for them, they'll probably start realizing how many options are out there. They're actually probably going to change their mind a time or two, but at least they know what their options are. Let's get into some ideas in this episode of how we can share information and get all students involved with their post-secondary plans, whether that be college, career, or military. High School Counseling Conversations is a podcast where we talk about exactly that, a casual potpourri of school counseling topics intended to grow us as school counselors, but also give us space to enjoy each other's company. I'm Lauren from Counselor Click, and I'm sharing my experiences and perspectives as a high school counselor. No topic is off limits, and I'm certain we'll cover it all. I'm your high school counseling hype girl, here to help you energize your school counseling program and remind you of how much you love your job. Whether you're just getting your feet wet as an intern or you're nearing retirement, you'll feel like you're just popping in to catch up with your school counseling bestie. Let's go. Last week's episode, episode 39, was focused on seniors and running your senior meetings like the boss of a high school counselor that you are. If you didn't get a chance to listen to that, head back and check it out. I've heard from so many of you that you're working with seniors this year and that that episode was very timely for what you're working on with them right now. Along those lines with seniors specifically, if you're more of a blog reader, I'll also include a link to a blog post in the show notes about three important things high school counselors can talk about in senior meetings, because I think that'll be helpful if you're solely focused on the seniors at this point. Let's zoom out, though, and talk big picture first. Maybe your caseload is alpha and you cover all grade levels, or maybe you work with a cohort of students and you move with them through all grade levels while they're in high school. You're going to need to get ready to be a broken record. You're going to present the same information in a variety of ways each year. And each year, it's going to feel new to your students. (laughs) Maybe not new to you, but new to your students. I think this is because their frame of reference is different each year. It changes. Here's an example of what I mean. When we would sit down to do our registration meetings, which are also the same meetings where we talk about post-secondary plans, 
part of that was thinking ahead. Like, where do you see yourself going right after high school? We would have them answer this on a survey. Obviously, we're talking about them, about this with them too, but they're answering it on a survey during our individual meeting. It was wild, but honestly, not that surprising to me to see the trends overall from ninth to 12th grade. This happened most every year, the same trend I would see happening. In ninth grade, the highest percentage of students had plans of attending a four-year college. And by the time they were having the same meeting in 12th grade, their plans were more scattered and more varied. And we know this to be true for a variety of reasons. The real world is coming. Maybe students are thinking, more school isn't for me after all. I really actually don't love this and I need a break. Maybe they're ready to head into the workforce and get their hands dirty. Some students want a break from school, a gap year where they might travel, work, intern, apprentice, get some experience somewhere in the real world. Some know that they need a two-year degree for the career that they want, and they figured out that this is the fastest and cheapest way to get to their desired career path. And some are considering the military now that they have some more information to make their decision, and graduation's coming up soon. Nothing against four-year college. I know that we all, as high school counselors, took paths to get our undergraduate and graduate degrees, but I'm loving seeing more open-mindedness towards those other pathways. The most important way that we could advocate for all post-secondary plans is to tell students about all of their options, starting with those big categories first. College, which includes two- and four-year, career, and military. I never want a student to get to the end of their high school career and feel like they missed out on opportunity just because they didn't know about it, which is hard, I will say, because many times our role feels like a glorified public relations manager disseminating information and hoping that everybody hears it. We cannot feel solely responsible for carrying the weight of all the resources, but we could do our best to put it out there and constantly have the conversations. And these conversations come in the form of individual counseling, small group counseling, and classroom lessons. Individually, when you meet with students, you can have a consistent flow with your meetings just so that you make sure that you don't miss anything and they're all getting that same information. For these, I'm talking about when you have those times set aside for the carved out scheduled meetings, not just the casual drop-ins. You're not having the same conversation with all of those. My state, South Carolina, requires individual planning meetings with every student every year. So that's kind of the frame of reference I'm coming from with this. Think about what needs to be covered in these potentially very short meetings. I have a highlight reel on my Instagram about what I talk about in the senior meetings, but it's very similar for all grade levels. It's going to have a lot of specifics around resources and opportunities in your school, in your district, and in your surrounding area, but I hope that that highlight reel on Instagram can give you some ideas. Small group-wise, you could be incorporating career readiness with your 9th through 12th graders. This is going to be important for all students, no matter what their path is after high school. It's normal for their career goals and objectives to shift and to change, and by running a small group around careers, you would be giving them a gift of time and space to process that. I'll link mine in the show notes for you to take a look at. It's a very not scary small group to dip your toes into the water of small groups if you're not used to running them or you haven't run them in your school before. This is a second tier intervention that is not addressing all students in your school's needs, but it's addressing a variety of needs within the small group setting, which I think is really cool. Another small group I love running to help with post-secondary plans is the first-generation small group. Now, we'll talk more about serving first-gen students next week in the podcast, but I wanted to mention it this week, too, because these students are part of a group that needs advocating for. They need a voice and they need a hype person because they're not always sure of the direction to go or if they're capable of the big things. Hint, you are the hype person and they are certainly most capable. They just need some teaching and encouraging along the way. 
The classrooms are the place where you're going to cast the widest net and get the word out about post-secondary plans to the most amount of students. I also feel like this is a tough place, though, to capture their attention. You often don't get the time that you'd like here because teachers' educational time is valuable, and I totally get that. And then your schedule as a high school counselor is also very busy. It takes a ton of coordination to get time in the classroom and to get it on your calendar as a high school counselor. If you're looking for help on building your confidence in the classroom aspect, head back to episode 14 where I talk more about this. I know it's not everyone's cup of tea, so that episode is more about that. I think classroom lessons offer a unique space to shake things up and to actually plan for life outside of high school, like you could talk about goal setting, soft skills, and financial planning. These topics are going to cover all of your students, no matter which pathway they're going to take after grabbing that diploma. I'll link two different classroom lessons that I like here for these topics specifically. I'm taking a quick break from this episode to let you know that I have an updated free resource for you. Download the scholarship spreadsheet template to help you out and to help your students out. Use this editable spreadsheet to keep you and your high school students organized and motivated while pursuing financial aid for college. It has color tabs for each month of the year where you and your students add scholarships and check off if they're interested or have completed them. There's also a tab for some school-specific institutional scholarships, resources for undocumented students, and information about schools that meet 100% of financial need. The best part of this resource, it's free. Get it by going to counselorclick.com forward slash scholarship. Now, back to the show. If we're talking about advocacy for our students, and in this case, according to the title of the episode, we are, I think it's important to see and know the students who could really use the advocacy. Before you come to me and say all students need it, yes, I know that, but there are a couple group of students that I want you to look out for specifically and create opportunities for. Here are five groups of students that I'm talking about. First-generation students, students wanting to attend HBCUs, high school student athletes, low-income students, and undocumented students. All of these groups would be great students to pursue throughout their time in high school, especially if you're looking to create some unique programming opportunities. Of course, I do think a needs assessment or some sort of data to back up your decision to move in that direction would be smart beforehand. But these students are most likely in your school, and they're most likely wondering what their next steps could, should, or ought to be. You can connect with them and share ideas for their post-secondary plans that they might not have considered before, or maybe they haven't even been exposed to. For me, it took having those students on our School Counseling Advisory Council before I actually narrowed in on these groups and realized that they need some more specialized opportunities. You know if there are other unique populations in your school who need advocacy and resources, like groups that I didn't mention, but those were just some I noticed in my school. Unique programming or resources for them could include mentoring programs or guest speakers from your local community, or just really any safe place to connect with others who are in their same group or same situation. Maybe you just need a list of resources to hand out to that group specifically. I have more ideas in a blog post, and I'll include that in the show notes too. Since our role is not just promoting college readiness, I think it's important to include everyone in the celebration of post-secondary plans. If you're wanting to put a day on the calendar to celebrate, consider calling this day a senior decision day, not just a college decision day. If you're advocating for all post-secondary plans, the language here is super important, so I would emphasize this on your social media channels and within your school walls. Get everyone on the same page who can also be the mouthpiece for your goals for this event. 
A senior decision day would most likely be an event at the end of the year or a culmination of events pointing towards the end of the year, but let's go ahead and get our wheels turning now. I challenge you to think about doing something like this this year. If it goes well, you can always add to it after starting small this year. My goal here would be to make a big deal about post-secondary plans and have younger students looking forward to participating in it. At a college event, like a college application day, maybe that you're putting on earlier in the year, like in the fall, have your students fill out an exit ticket of sorts that will also double as a bulletin board for you to hang in the hall. This will show off some of the schools that they're applying to and get those underclassmen dreaming about what's next. It'll also inspire some pride in your seniors. College application days are great for pushing that college confidence to the next level, so that your students will be excited to tell others about where they applied. I'll link a template to those exit tickets in the show notes as well. Near the end of the year, when you've gathered all of your seniors' post-secondary plans, you can create a Google map to show where everyone is headed next. This is so fun to do, and it serves a couple of purposes, in my opinion. It celebrates and it educates. A Google map is a visual and tangible representation of your graduating class's plans with clickable links to learn more. You'll want to pull the information for this Google map from an end-of-year senior survey where seniors tell you what their plans are for next year. You don't need to guess about this stuff. Then add a pin on your Google map, whether the plans are college, career, military, and in the pin's description, you can add a link to whatever that thing is or wherever the place is that they're going. I love this because once you have all that information there on the map, you can broadcast that map with the class's plans and put it everywhere. Others can explore those different post-secondary options. It also normalizes all different career plans from working to college to military. Once you've created this Google map, share it with the world. Email your staff, tell your students, share it with your parents, post a link on social media, send it to your district's PR department, get some virality behind the celebration, tell everyone about it. One more way to celebrate your senior successes is by putting together a slideshow. Now, you do not have to be techie to do this at all. So before you say, I could never do that, listen here. I'm going to tell you how to do this very simply. If you're running social media channels for your school or school counseling department, or if somebody else is, put out a call for your students or their parents to send you a pic, like email it to you for their plans for next year. File these away and save them for the editing process. Next, you're going to need to do some legwork to get way more pictures because not everyone is going to answer your social media call to send them to you. Take a dry erase board, a dry erase marker, and your phone to a classroom full of seniors. And then you're going to repeat this over and over. Ask the teacher to come, you know, maybe on a day when they're working on something quietly. Have each senior one at a time come out into the hallway, write their plans on that marker board, and then you take their picture. If you don't know their names, like maybe you're working by Alpha, so you don't know all these students, start a note in your phone and keep those names in order if you'd like to put their names on the screen of the slideshow. After you've set a deadline for submissions for photos and collected as many photos as you can around the school with students, Put them together in a slideshow on your phone using an app like iMovie, Velo, or InShot. I say Velo. I don't even know if that's how you really pronounce it. It's spelled V-L-L-O or InShot. You can add your own music or one of the standard music clips that comes in the app. You can save this video to your phone and then export it to YouTube or Google Drive and then share it on your school's social media platforms or email it out to the senior class, the teachers, show it at an assembly, show it off to those seniors that are going to be so proud to see themselves in the slideshow. It's a really fun and special way to help your seniors feel excited and proud of their plans after graduation, no matter what direction they're headed after high school. So there you have it, a ton of ideas for advocating for your students' post-secondary plans. 
from talking to students about their options, noticing the students who need a bit more help, and celebrating all that your seniors have accomplished, there are easy ways to do it without overcomplicating things. And I hope this episode gave you some tangible ideas to do that. If you're going to try one of these things, will you send me a DM on Instagram and let me know? I love hearing from you, and I love hearing if these episodes inspire you to try something new. Don't forget to check the show notes for tons of resources, blog posts, and links to past podcast episodes. I'll see you here next week. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to today's episode of High School Counseling Conversations. All of the links I talked about today can be found in the show notes and also at counselorclick.com forward slash podcast. Be sure to hit follow or subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast so that you never miss a new episode. Connect with me over on Instagram. Send me a DM at counselorclick. That's C-L-I-Q-U-E. Thanks so much for hanging out with me. I'll see you next time.